This week, we talked to a former police officer who made the brave decision to leave his booming career in law enforcement and how he's now working on navigating a new career path. He gives us insights into what facilitated the change, the scary things about leaving a career you know, and its biggest reward. This is Work in Progress, a show that talks about how learning from others helps us to move forward professionally, socially, and as a community. I'm your host, Jill Strassheim. Now, let's get to work. I'm looking forward to talking about a topic that I feel like has become more and more popular, especially with like the economic dynamic of 2020, mm-hmm. and that is changing careers. Yes. And yes. you've had a pretty unique career path <laughs> up I until have. recently that, that was have. really taking off, if I understand correctly, right? Yes, it was. I was doing... Uh... I was doing pretty well, and uh, there was there was big plans in the future for me. Not made by me, but for me. Yeah. Well, can you tell us about your experience as a police officer? Yeah. Um, so I was a police officer for eight years total. Uh, six of those were at one department, the department I, I quote-unquote retired from. Uh, I mean, I left voluntarily. Um, it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy eight years. I, it was there was a lot. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. One of the things I really wanted to do was become an FTO, which is a field training officer, and I did that. I think my first within my first couple years as a full time officer. Um, and the reason, the reason I wanted to, to do that was, um, every, every department has their own FTO program. Uh, I worked for a smaller department. So when I started there, I was part time mm-hmm. and I didn't really have, um, there wasn't a, there wasn't an FTO program in place per se, like a real structured one. So it was, it was very much, um, all about all of three weeks um and i then they left me on my own and i was like holy shit here we go (laughs) so what does it take because i don't really know like what does it take to become a police officer walk me through that process uh to become a police officer you have to be at least 21 to become a certified police officer Mm -hmm. in the state of michigan um, you have to go, you have to have, uh, an associate's degree, I believe, at least that's what I was, I think that's what I was told when I went through the academy. I already had one when I wanted to join, so I just, all I had to do was go through the police academy. Okay. So, uh, MCOLS is the governing body, so to speak, of, of police officer standards, and, <clears throat> at least in the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. um, so they are the ones that set all the, like, this is what you have to do. They're the ones that give you your license number um, or your MCOLS number. 
and boom, you're a licensed officer in the state of Michigan. And that's like, how long is that academy process? There's like an application it, portion. It and varies. Yeah. Learning, yep, right? Yep. It varies. So it varies from uh, from academy to academy. The academy that I went through at the time, it's, I believe it's it's shorter now uh, than it was when I went through mm. it. But the at the time it was ten months. Okay. It was ten months. Um, like full time, forty hours a week type of thing. It was half. So we did half days, uh, mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday, and we had two squads. Uh, there was our our day squad and our night squad. Uh, I I was on the day squad because that's what worked better with my schedule at the time, because mm-hmm. uh, I was working full time and going to school part time or quote unquote part time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you have to go through the academy, um, and then you have to pass the licensing exam, uh, which is at the time is like, oh, this, you know, this is, oh, am I gonna pass? Like, yeah, it, you'll pass. Well, I, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, in any career path, right? If you go mm-hmm. to any sort of schooling or trade school, like, there's always some sort of a certification or exam at the end, right? Yes. That's always a little nerve wracking. It is. It is. I mean, you spend 10 months. Yeah, you should know it. Yeah. You've learned, you've researched. You've, you should, you know, but like try, some you know. of us aren't great test takers. <laughs> oh, I'm not either. <laughs> I am not a great <laughs> test taker. So it's like you could feed me all the information. I could understand it all. And then you put the test in front of me and I'm like, "Fair." what class is this? <laughs> yeah, it's it just like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, and then, yeah, so you have to pass the academy. There's physical standards that you have to pass um, in the academy and then obviously like I said the the certification or licensing exam and 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 then it's ap- applying for jobs and then after that it's applying for jobs so and really like so I'm going to let me go back for a minute it's when you apply to the academy it's you're still signing up for uh, for like a background process basically sure. you're, or you're you you're put through a background process Makes so sense. you have to fill out this big huge packet and um i mean i think at one point i had to put all the places i've ever lived in my entire life and i was like oh boy i have to go back like, <laughs> I, have to, I have to think about that um yeah and but it's a it's a good process that they put you through in the beginning because that's exactly what you'll have to go through when you're looking for a job to mm-hmm. become a, a police officer so um what so you're working at a job, you know, when you applied to be in the academy, mm-hmm. uh, what sparked that? What made you want to go into that career? Um, I was, I think part of it was just, I was tired of like a corporate, not even corporate, but kind of a corporate, like retail, like regular job day-to-day kind of thing like I was over it I wanted something different I wanted to um, I I had always really enjoyed like helping people sometimes too much um, or at least you know overextending myself Um, but it was something I was always pretty passionate about with like friends family if I could help I I would Um, that and it's exciting like who it's super exciting. It's something different every day, I'm sure. It's it definitely every can hour be. maybe. I don't it know. It definitely can be. There's some definitely some boring times. <laughs> There's definitely some exciting times. Um, but yeah, I think that and um, a lot had been going on in my life at the time. Like my dad uh, was diagnosed with uh, stage four uh, 
mantle cell lymphoma, which is a, kind of a rare type of cancer. And um, so I was really like just kind of going through it and looking at life differently. And part of it, if I'm being honest, part of it was I wanted to expose myself to some of like the hard things out there because like I was not ready to say goodbye to my dad. Which, luckily, I didn't have to, because uh, he got all that knocked out. I also got into it later in life. I was 20... I was 28. Well, I think that's... I mean, you kind of talk about, like, you know, you were looking for something different. And I think that our personal lives, like, always influence our career choices, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people are looking to change careers, it's because there's unsettled personal life issues or mm -hmm. they're you know <laughs> looking for some excitement elsewhere yes right something so, different like, yeah and so that's i feel like that's pretty relatable yes yeah definitely um so i i applied i started working out i started running i started doing all the things and uh eventually i got in and i got through the academy um and i Got a job. I, let's see. That summer, I got a, temp, a seasonal, a seasonal job near where I was going to eventually end up being a full-time police officer. Um, and then the following summer, I got a seasonal job closer where I live. And then, uh, but I was also working part-time at the department I ended up uh, working full-time at. Mm. So I was I was doing pulling double duty, <laughs> so to speak. And you've mentioned like that things were kind of laid out for you that, you know, you wanted to become an FTO and then there was a path kind of for you forward. Tell me about some of those opportunities. Um, so I be, I did become an FTO uh, and it was, it was a great, great class I went through. I learned a lot. Um, I got to finally put that to the test and I got, uh, the first person I trained was fresh out of the academy, um, which, which can be a good thing and a bad thing because it can be a good thing because you don't have any bad habits to break mm. and you can just teach them like, this is the way we're doing things with our department and you don't have to worry about anything else. Um, it can also be a little scary because it's like, this person is just out of the academy. I don't, they're not very old. Like I was older than him, much older than him when he came out, that when I came out of the academy. So you learn about their life experience, what's going on. You know, you get to know him. It ended up working out really well. He, he was fantastic. He was a fantastic, um, trainee, uh, who ended up being, uh, he's a fantastic police officer. I actually moved on from our department to another department. I was very happy for him. Um, he was very much sought after. So uh, that was kind of, um, for me, that was kind of like a, like a validation. Like, Definitely. cool, I did. Like, I, I chose that part of this career well. Mm -hmm. And um, I, was, I was very nervous, like, when I, when I became an FTO because I was like, I don't, what if I don't do a good job? What if I'm not teaching them the right things? And then uh, one of my... Uh, co-workers um, and a couple of other guys that worked around the area were like, you're going to do great. Um, and honestly, it makes you a better officer. Mm. And they are so right. So right. It really, it puts you out on the outside looking in. Um, and you, you get to, you get to help um, 
train these new guys into what they need to do better, what they need to do right. And that also makes you realize, like, oh, man, I need to, I should change this. Mm. And, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it was it was really great. It was a great experience. It was the first guy. I trained two guys, both of them fresh out of the academy, and both of them are, are superstars. And um, honestly, they tell me that they got lucky, but I think I'm the one that got lucky with them. Aww. Like, they were <laughs> they were amazing. Like, two, two really, really great guys. Good That's heads great. on their shoulders, yeah. Um, and then, so I did that. Uh, I was offered the opportunity to work narcotics. So I, I worked narcotics for two and a half years, um, uh, doing some surveillance and undercover work. And that was quite an eye-opening experience. Actually, it was a very eye-opening experience. Is that considered a little bit of like a step up or a lateral move? How does, what does that look like in the... It depends. It depends on the department. In our department, um, it's kind of a step up slash lateral move. It's a diagonal move. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> okay. It's a diagonal move. Um, you're, you're considered a detective at the time when your time's up in, in that position. Um, you come back to the road and you're a road patrol officer again. Mm-hmm. So it's the pay that wasn't any different, but, um, the skill set probably a the little different. The skill set was different. The, the attire was different. Like, mm. the schedule was way different. Um, yeah, I think my first or second, my first day, I ended up working. My first day on the narcotics team, I ended up working 18 hours. Cool. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a lot of fun, though. So what was the catalyst then, I mean, that made you reevaluate this career choice? <sighs> There's, there's a lot. Um, I think 2020 and the pandemic definitely um, kind of was the catalyst for me. There was a lot of things that happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, it, yeah, it was, it was, I realized, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. So I, I was supposed to be three years. I, I got through about two and a half. And I went into my chief one day and I said, I need to talk to you. And me and uh, my chief and I have a really great relationship. He is um, by far one of the most um, ethically sound people that I've ever worked for. I have a lot of respect for him. I admire him. He was, he was basically like a second dad to me. Uh, he was a great great chief so I had a really good relationship with him I I went into the department one day and I was like I need to talk to you uh, and this was in March of 21 yeah March of 21 and I said hey um, I just want to let you know like I'm not happy and I don't want to do this anymore and he asked if I was talking about specifically about narcotics and I said nope I don't want to be a police officer anymore. And he just kind of sat back and looked at me. And I said, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with the people that I work with here. Um, Everybody's great. I'm just, I wake up every day. I dread going to work. I really, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I said, I'm just, I'm not cut out for this anymore. I can't, I just can't like, Mentally, emotionally, I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. 
And I said, I'm, I'm letting you know now my plan is to be done by September. So I gave him six months notice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my chief, <laughs> he's a great guy. He, he'll, he, he loves to, he loves to sit down one-on-one -on -one with you and like talk to you. But when he talks to you, it's, he's, it's for a reason. So we had lunch one day and he was sitting there and he was like, he's like, you know, you fucked up all my plans. <laughs> I said, what do you, chief, what do you mean? He goes, you're going to be sergeant. After that, you're going to be chief. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> going to have to rethink a few things there. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, that's not, that's not going to happen. So we've talked, you know, about your time in the police force, mm -hmm. and you made this brave decision to leave. Mm -hmm. um, I do say brave, and I mean that because you—it's something that you know and you've perfected. Well, perfected, quote unquote. <laughs> Never perfect. <laughs> You're always learning. You're yeah. always learning. But you've, you've worked a lot towards right, I have. and then and then to completely give that up. What? Um, how did you deal with that like level of uncertainty of what's next? Um, mostly sugar-free Red Bull and anxiety <laughs> attacks. <laughs> That sounds healthy. Um, yeah, definitely not. But no, I, I, I had, I have some really good friends uh, and some very important people in my life that um, really helped me get through it. It was a struggle. I mean, it was. I think my last week there, I think I had like three major panic attacks at work. Um, just because I didn't, I had a couple of things lined up. One of them was almost like for sure, which luckily is that's where the place where I'm at now. Um, so that worked out. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know what I was going to do. But I just know, I just knew that I couldn't do that anymore. And I was willing to do whatever I had to do to not do that anymore mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day my happiness was worth more to me than the creep. paying the bills or anything else at that point in time um, so I yeah it was it was a struggle anytime you change roles or something there's there's transferable skills mm-hmm do you find that you've identified those skills and you're um, working towards finding an another career that will that those will be applicable to? So this job that I have now is the first time I was able to walk into a place and say they asked me what I wanted to do, and and it's actually kind of weird. It wasn't like exactly an interview. It's just supposed to be it's supposed to be a chat, like just a. Well, my buddy helped me get in here, and he was like, oh, yeah, come talk to the boss. You know, just we're just going to have a chat. And I'm like, okay. Um, he goes, what would you want to do? And I said, well, I want to be a supervisor. That's where my skill set lies. That's part of my transferable skill set from where I'm at is I, I helped lead a department and guys that would call me at all hours of the night or day, depending on what hours I was working or sleeping, um, 
if they had questions and I'd help them out. I reviewed reports. I'd help train them. Like my skill set is in training and, and leadership. So that's what I want to do. It's the first time ever in my life that I've walked into a place and said, this is what I'm good at. This is what you should hire me for. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it felt amazing. It, it, it took me by surprise, but it, <laughs> but it felt amazing. Like I really, I was like, oh, okay, shit. Like, look at you. <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely a good, a big confidence booster, um, and that's what I'm doing. I'm a first shift supervisor at, at where I work, and um, I supervise nine guys. But um, it's, I like it. I I I enjoy leading people i enjoy um helping people grow and helping people get better and um and training them so that way one day they can take my job or go even higher like that's what i i, I want people to be successful I, and that's what i enjoy helping uh, to, to happen yeah do you um feel like there was any element of like re-identification or like you know trying to figure out who you were after I'm, that i'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> i mean we're all kind of figuring that oh, out yeah. right i'm i'm well i've been trying to figure that out for years <laughs> but yes so like when you're so when you're when you're a police officer and like your friends your friends know you as a police officer you make new friends who know you as a police officer uh family members um, new family members and they just know that's that's who you are mm-hmm. officer you know officer sam officer sam that's i've been called that so many times that it's not even funny um but i never wanted that to be my identity even when even when i was a police officer or a cop or whatever i don't first of all we can use the word cop it People think that it's it's derogatory, and it's not. I don't think it is. Like we say that shit all the time. I didn't think it was. Yeah, I've gotten so many people like, "Oh, you were a cop." Like people have said, "Like, oh, you're a cop." They're like, "Oh, wait, I'm sorry, a police officer." Like, I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm like, it's not rude. Mm-hmm. I was a cop. That's okay. what it is. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, so like people know me as a cop, and I, I never wanted that. Like, I, except for maybe in the very, very, very beginning of my career. It's kind of like an indoctrination. It's an accomplishment, right? Like initially, right? You you've done the schooling, you've passed the test. It's kind of like a yes. a badge of honor. If yes, you will. and you're very proud of it. But of there's also some indoctrination that goes on when you're a new officer. And but I, I I was never one of the ones that was like, um, like I identified as a cop. I never wanted to be. I just wanted to be Sam. Like that was a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was my career at the time, but it was it was still just a job. Mm-hmm. Like when I wasn't on duty and when I wasn't at work, I'm not Officer Cox mm-hmm. or Officer Sam. I'm I'm just Sam. That's actually really interesting. I think because for, you know, talk about like corporate world, right? Versus some other career paths, you don't get that identity associated, right? Like I'm not Jill, the digital marketer. Right. I'm right, but whether you're a doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. or a police officer, you know, I think there's specific roles mm-hmm. that you get that uh, stigma, stereotype, whatever word you want to use, attached to you. Yeah. Um, and 
for like for no reason. Yeah, and 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 it's one of the things I learned about about society and, and the general public when I was a cop, and and now that I'm not like that's you're identified uh especially in a role like that that's so public Mm -hmm. so any type of like you know public service work like that's who you are Mm -hmm. period which at the time like okay it is what it is you know that's why like just like with any type of public service so like if you're if you're uh uh, in politics right Mm -hmm. so like that's who you are you always have to be mindful of what you're doing, where you're at, blah, 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 same thing, mm-hmm. right? And that was, I mean, that's part of another reason why I left. I was like, I just don't, I don't want that responsibility anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of public, public eyes on, yeah. on you. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. What have you found to be the hardest part about changing careers? Ooh, the hardest part um, is probably trying to figure out exactly what I'm passionate about and what I want to do next. Like what I, what I want to, what I want to throw my passion into next. And that's for me anyways, that's been the hardest part. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I'm glad I'm not in that career anymore. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are some things that I miss. Of course, <laughs> sure. You don't get, you don't, you don't get those adrenaline dumps like you used to. Um, so there's, there's definitely some things I miss about that job, but I, I, I think the hardest part for me has just been finding what do I want to be passionate about? What do I, cause when I throw myself into something, it's all in, mm-hmm. it's completely all in. And it's been hard for me to figure out what is that that I want to do? Like what, what can I do? that I can be that passionate about and I guess make money. Yeah. <laughs> you got to live. Need, need that. <laughs> pay them bills. Um, so yeah, that's, that's for me, that's been the hardest part. And, um, what about the most rewarding? Not the most rewarding part is just not being so stressed out all the time, not living in fear. Well, thank you so much for your advice and for sharing your journey with us yes, today. It was my pleasure. I, again, I applaud you for taking that leap and the bravery that you exhibited um, because it does make take a lot of courage to make that decision. And it's really commendable. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think anybody else who's listening, like, just do it. Take that step. Take the first step. <laughs> <laughs>